Towards the end of this week's parsha, the Torah tells us that the relationship between the Shver, Lavan, and the Adam, Yaakov, has run its course. And the Pasik says, Ve'yar Yaakov es pnei Lavan, ve'hine enenu imo kesmol shilsham. Yaakov saw the way in which Lavan was treating him and recognized that things were not the same as it used to be. So Hashem appears to Yaakov and it tells him, it's time to gather your family and return back to Yisrael, the land of your ancestors. So Yaakov calls a family meeting, he gathers Rachel and Leah out into the field and begins an extensive soliloquy with his wives, explaining why it was important for them to make the big move. So after a lengthy discussion and a long list of explanations of why they should go, the wives agreed that they should leave. And the question is, why did Yaakov have to go through this long, exhaustive monologue? The entire conversation could have been a lot shorter. All Yaakov had to do is explain to his wives that Hashem told me it was time to move on and they definitely would have been compliant and obedient. Why does the Torah use all these psukim to spell out an elaborate detail of what Yaakov communicated with Leah and Rachel? Yaakov could have made this speech very short and sweet. He said, wives, listen carefully. God said, we have to leave. We're going to leave. End of story. So why did Yaakov have to go into this long, lengthy explanation? I'd like to share with you an idea from the Shla, but I want to preface it with a beautiful quote from Shmuel Kamenetsky. So years ago, during a Chinuch convention, an administrator of a girls' school asked Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita whether it was appropriate for a male principal to tell a female student that her skirt was not covering her knees. So Rabbi Shmuel gave a very profound and memorable answer. He said in his imitable, gentle style, speak to the heart, not to the knee. What he was saying is, don't impose, don't insist. Explain to them the essence and the significance of conducting yourself with modesty. Explain to them the importance of sneers. It seems that this advice is not just for teenagers who might be at risk if dealt to too harshly. It's great advice when speaking to anyone in general. The Shlach Kadosh uses the same concept to explain why Yaakov prefaced his remarks by telling his wives that the relationship between him and their father was breaking down and why Yaakov went to his lengthy explanation that Vehine and any Imoy Kismol Shushim and things are not the way it used to be and we have to leave your father's home. So the Shlach Kadosh says something very profound. He says, when a person wants something from his family, his spouse, his children, employees, friends, etc., it is not proper to coerce them to do it, even if he has the ability to force them. Even if he has the means to dictate in absolute terms that this is the way I want it done, or my way or the highway, says the Shlaw, this is not the proper approach on how one needs to conduct themselves. Rather, a person should try to convince them logically and appeal to their intellect what he wants done in order that they be motivated to come to the same conclusion themselves and do it out of their own free volition. This is far better than coercing them to do it against their will. The Gemara says in Sechtes Gitten, A person should never impose excessive fear upon the members of his household. Don't be a tyrant. Don't take advantage of the very people that depend on you for your warmth and affection. There are people who are kind and compassionate publicly. They'll even be extremely charitable and generous with other people. However, at home, they turn into ruthless dictators, preying on the vulnerable, imposing their will and enforcing their decisions without consulting their household. People don't realize, but the mitzvah of a haftal re'acha kamocha, 
also applies to your own spouse and children. So rather convince and persuade like a salesman. They say, be a salesman, don't be a policeman. Convince them, persuade them, but don't impose your will on them. The, sh- the proof of that, says the Shlah, is Yaakov's lengthy discussion with his wives. Yaakov justified the need to leave Lavan, despite the fact that Hashem commanded him to do so, in order that they agree willingly with his plan of action. There's an important educational point to be learned from Yaakov Avinu. When we engage their heart, they realize that the Torah is not a rule book. It's not a book of restrictions and limitations. Torah, from the word hara'a, guide, and mitzvos are here for our benefit, a guide on how to get the most pleasure out of life. When Shabbos is beautifully decked out with pleasantries and delicious food, family fun and camaraderie, then the many boundaries are happily accepted and Shabbos is not viewed by our children as just 39 random restrictions or 39 obstacles or a long 25 hours without their smartphone. When using Yaakov Avinu's approach and appealing to their own intellect and understanding, then the word of Hashem is not perceived as being at odds with what they already know to be true, that the Dvar Hashem is really for their ultimate benefit. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.